Hey everybody, this is Elise from Camp Aska, and you're listening to Camp Aska, the podcast. The show that dives into all things Aska and the people that make camp the incredible place it is. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media to stay up to date with what's happening here at camp. That's at Camp Aska, C-A-M-P-A-S-C-C-A. Hey everybody, it's Elise. Welcome back to Camp Aska, the podcast. Today, I'm here with a special guest, Maggie. Hi. How are you? Doing great. How are you? Good. Um, So as those of you who already know, some of you may not, Maggie has stepped into a new role at Camp Aska, and she is our full-time aquatics program specialist. So Maggie, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, thanks for having me on today. Um, So I started working at Camp Aska in 2016. Um, I came here as a CIT and was here just for one week that summer. And then the next year, again, did one week as a PSIT, which is program staff and training. And then I've been working summers at ASCA ever since, did Mm. seasonal a couple times, and so I'm really excited to be here a little more permanently year-round. Yeah. So where are you from? I'm from Mississippi. Um, So I kind of moved around in Mississippi a lot as a kid, Um, Mm. but my parents and I kind of settled in Tupelo around high school, so that's where I I call Tupelo home. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you first learn about ASCA? How did you get involved here? Yeah, so one of the user groups that comes during the off season at ASCA, um, or I guess we don't they don't come anymore. Um, but <laughs> that used to come uh we would come for a week in the summer. It was a group called Johnny and Friends. Mm-hmm. It was a Christian organization um for families who have kids with disabilities and we mm-hmm. would come rent ASCA out for a week and I started doing that with my parents when I was six years old. So oh, wow. My first time at camp, I was six. Yeah. I've got a little picture of me inside the chapel when it still had walls. And oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so I started doing that, and we kept coming back to ASCA with different groups. It changed names a couple of times. Mm. Rooftop Friends, Johnny and Friends. Um, and then, yeah, when I turned 16, I kind of asked around about maybe coming back for the summer mm-hmm. and talk to Amber Cotney about being a counselor in training and the rest is history. Yeah. So you have, you would say that you've grown up around people with disabilities. I, yes, definitely. I would definitely say that. Um, my mom's best friend um, has a son who has spina bifida and mm-hmm. I consider him my cousin. Um, we grew up really close. Um, we still chat a good bit, even though we're both adults now. Yeah. Um, and so he's the reason why my mom kind of got involved with working with people with disabilities. And mm. so I started and didn't stop. Yeah. It's been love ever since. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did you go to school? I went to school in Mobile at the University of South Alabama. Okay. What did you major in? Recreational therapy. So I'm a certified therapeutic recreation specialist. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what brought you back to ASCA after graduating college? Um, Well, I actually moved away for a bit, and Mm. I wasn't at ASCA in 2022 at all. Um, But I worked in a different – for a different company doing recreational therapy. And then I recently decided to move back to Alabama to get closer to my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I came back to Alabama and was not sure what I was going to do for a job, I just – called yeah. Matt and saw if there was potential for me to just come back for the summer mm-hmm. and wound up staying. Yeah. 
Don't you love when it works out like that? Oh, it was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Ideal. Yeah. So you're in a new position now. Um, What do you do? What does your job entail for people that may not know? Yeah. So during the summer, I work with the lifeguards and the other aquatic staff um, just to run all the aquatics programs from Mm. tubing to the water slide to maintaining the pool. Um, So during the summer, it's just working with the summer staff and Mm. then and the off season, which we're in now, it's maintaining all of those programs. Mm-hmm. So it's taking care of the pool, making sure it's nice and clean. It's taking care of our boats and the water slide, mm-hmm. just maintaining those, making sure they're ready for summer and our user groups. Mm-hmm. And then we do have quite a few user groups who come in the off season. Yeah. And so it's our job as the program specialist to kind of split them up and take turns being their group leaders for mm-hmm. when they come and visit us at ASCA. Yeah. So you actually just did your first solo weekend, didn't I you? I did. How did it go? How are you feeling now? Oh, I feel so good. It <laughs> went really well. I got to work with Camp Steel Harris, which is mm. an amazing organization, lots of amazing people, lots of great campers. Mm. Um, we had a lot of fun. The weekend went fabulous. Yes. And so I feel very, now that I've done one, I kind of feel more confident yeah reaching out and meeting new groups so. absolutely I feel like once you got one under your belt everything else kind of comes a little bit easier to you because exactly. you know what to expect um speaking of knowing what to expect is being on full-time staff what you expected or does it differ in any way hmm, I would say there are a few things that have surprised me however I've got the opportunity back in 2021 to work seasonal staff. Mm -hmm. And I really got kind of the behind the scenes view of what ASK is like when it's not the summer or even when it is the summer, but you're doing a little more. Um, So I'd say I expected most of the things. I knew what the job responsibilities were going to be. However, there have been a few areas (laughs) where I've been like, oh, Oh, that's that's my job. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nobody to tell about this. It's it's me. <laughs> uh, I've got to do this. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more that comes with it than people might expect. You tell them, oh, I work at a summer camp, and they're like, oh, really? Awesome, right? So what right. do you do in like October? And you're like, no, I still work at a summer camp. <laughs> right. I, I retile the pool. I yeah. wash the water slide. <laughs> I do all of that stuff to keep it a summer camp. You exactly. Know? <laughs> we got to be ready. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. With being in this new position, obviously it comes with a lot more responsibility than what you had as, say, summer staff. How do you think you handle all of that responsibility? A very good question. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think the biggest shocker with like moving into this position is that, you know, normally if if there is an issue or something, I would report it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm the person that I reported too. Yeah. Um, so I think taking on that responsibility and just having to learn more and more about the programs, learn mm-hmm. you know, every possible scenario, whether that's yeah. worst case scenario and how to handle that or, okay, best case scenario, we're good. I can pass off and move on to the next thing. Um, so I think it's just been a huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. I've been researching the pool and getting to know that mechanism, which is something that I never thought I'd have to do. Yeah, I'm glad that I don't have to do that, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, I this now that it's October, we're getting ready for winter, so I'm having mm-hmm. to service the boats, which, you know, it's a lot of mechanical stuff that I don't have experience with yet. Yeah but I'm learning and I'm getting help so that in the future I could do it on my own. Yeah, learning all these new skills. Exactly. Just <laughs> adding stuff to my resume. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> Every time I do something here at camp that I never expected to do, I'm like, oh, got another thing to add to my resume. Exactly. <laughs> um, what does a typical day look like for you in the off season? So in the off season, I typically go into work at eight um, and then I'll look at my list, see all the things that need to be done this month, and then I'll prioritize if it's you know, an all-day project, then I'll mm. try to knock that out really quick. Um, sometimes it's really quick things like, oh, the chapel needs to be squeegeed and mm. that'll take, you know, an hour and then yeah. I can move on to the next task. Um, and then once I get done with the routine maintenance of things, mm. making sure things are going well, then I'll work on like special projects, like mm. trying to repaint water wars or yeah. just do things to make camp better and new for next summer and more exciting. Um, and so I'll work from eight to four doing mm -hmm. those little tasks, making sure things are ready. Yeah. And then if I've got a group coming in, I'll make sure that everything's set and ready to go for them, mm. get all the program areas ready to run, make schedules, yeah. talk with the group leaders. Um, so, yeah. There's a lot that goes on. It is. <laughs> In a it day at Grand Pasca. It's a lot of juggling. It's a lot of checking tasks off the list yeah. and rechecking. And, oh, if there was a storm, we got to redo this. <laughs> yeah. There is so much that goes on in the off season that we just try to make better and better for each summer for our campers. What would you say is the most exciting part of your job? I know you haven't had a full summer under your belt as full time, but I guess maybe what are you looking forward to the most this upcoming summer? I'm really looking forward to being part of creating memories for people. Mm. I think it's really special to have all these moments that I've already gotten during just summer staff with mm. people and making memories that I know are going to last me a lifetime and might last a lifetime for a camper. Yeah. But now that I'm on full-time staff and I get to have a little bit more creativity and a little more say with how – my programs or the aquatics programs are run mm. like maybe I can create an entirely new experience for something yeah and that can be something that they might never get to do again or anywhere else because ask is such a special place mm. and so I'm really excited to be part of creating those opportunities for memories and moments and yeah absolutely it is a very very special place one of a kind um do you have a favorite thing about camp or a favorite camp memory, story, anything like that? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> it's hard to pick so, just one. <laughs> it's so hard to choose. Um, right. Um, I think it was 2019. Um, we had a ghost rotation, which means that the program I was running, which I think was the pool that day, um, mm. We had an extra group on the schedule, which nobody was assigned to that group. So I got to go experience a program that I normally didn't. So mm. since I was working as a lifeguard that summer, I chose to go help out at the zip tower Yeah, um, that was running. Um, and so I went over expecting to, like, help people harness and get ready. Mm. That's exactly what I did. Um, but while I was there, there was a camper. I believe her name was Susan, if I'm remembering correctly. And she decided that instead of using the traverse. I know the story you're talking about. Yes. Her picture is hanging on the wall out there. Oh, <laughs> that moment. Love it. So I was there when that happened. Um, instead of using the traverse, Susan climbed up mm -hmm. the front wall. Um, and it was just so 
moving. I remember all of the staff members, myself included, were mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. And all of the campers were cheering their friend on. And she was, she made it all the way to the top. And mm-hmm. it was not an easy climb. No. But she didn't stop. She was, re- it was just really empowering. I mean, I'm thinking yeah. up, just thinking about it. Um, she so tough, so determined, mm-hmm. and she had a great time. Yeah. And for me, that's what camp is all about. It's come here to have a good time. You push your limits a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're out of your comfort zone here. Exactly. Whether you're a camper or coming to work here or volunteer here for the first time, you mm-hmm. you might be really out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, when I started working here, I was not an outdoor person at all. I, I still don't think I'm necessarily an outdoors person. <laughs> I've been here five years. But you work here and you love it because you pushed your comfort zone yeah. because you know it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and so that moment really for me is like, this is why why I'm here. This yeah. is what camp is all about. I loved it. Yeah. I um I actually was not able to be at the zip tower at that moment, but my um the girl that I worked alongside with, she was there. And I remember going back to the office and we're uploading our pictures and talking about our days. And she starts telling me about Susan. And I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely did not believe it until I saw the picture and I was like, Oh, wow. And to this day, that's one of my favorite pictures in the world because it tells such a story. Yeah. And I can't even imagine being there to get to see that. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, I feel like that is a pretty good note to end on. Um, Maggie, thank you so much for joining us today. I know our listeners will look forward to hearing this episode and learning a bit more about you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. What's happening at ASCA? This is the part of the show where we are going to talk about everything that's happening right here at Camp Alaska. Hey everybody, this is Dana Rickman with an Alaska update. As some of you know, our Jingle Jump annual fundraiser is coming up on December 16th. That's Saturday, and that's actually during our Christmas weekend. Um, so this will be our ninth year that we're doing this. We are now recruiting jumpers and teams and their donation websites will be up and ready within, you know, by the beginning of November. Last year, we raised around $51,000 with 440 donations. We're we're looking to raise at least that next year if we can, but surpassing that would be also great as usual. Last year, we had 34 teams and individuals, which ended up being 45 people participating in the Jingle Jump. For those of you that don't know what the Jingle Jump is, it is it is a polar plunge type event where individuals and teams sign up. They make a website to raise money. And when you reach that amount you're trying to raise, you will jump into the Camp Asco cold pool in December on December 16th to celebrate raising enough for one campership. We have a lot of staff and we also have a lot of a few campers participate, either jumping in themselves or sponsoring a counselor or a staff member or anybody else really to jump in the pool for them. We have a lot of uh, volunteers throughout our network that also do it. So any age, people under 16 need needs a parent permission and but after that anybody's um allowed to jump in if you want to jump in the cold water and raise some money for camp Asca. just watch our social media and website for information on how to donate if you don't want to jump in or sign up to participate so yeah just keep looking and sharing the news about the jingle jump and we hope to see you then thanks
Thanks for listening to Camp Aska, the podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to you joining us next time. As always, be sure to follow us on social media at Camp Aska and visit our website, campaska.org, for more information about camp.